When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello Buglers, uh, welcome to another top story raided from our own archives. With the economy experiencing, shall we say, some mild turbulence, not just in the UK but around the known universe, it turns out that, well, this isn't new. Remember Libor? Remember the year 2012? Well, in which case you probably remember issue 201 of The Bugle, entitled Dirty Bankers, with me and John Oliver. Top story this week! If you have any anti-nausea medication, take it now, because you may be about to retch into a bucket. <laughs> Banking update! And, Andy, last week we talked a little about the LIBOR scandal, the manipulation of the key banking rate by a handful of complete arseholes, or to give them their numerical term, multi-millionaires. It, it turns out that the entire city of Baltimore is now launching a lawsuit after suffering huge losses due to the manipulation of LIBOR. So luckily it seems like the victims of the LIBOR scandal are mainly going to be restricted to people, places and things. <laughs> Just nouns, basically. So as long as you don't fall under the noun group, you're going to be walking away from this scandal as happy as a clam. And I remember last week thinking that I was disappointed with myself to think that the behaviour of banks had bottomed out only for the LIBOR scandal to prove I was wrong. And did I learn from that? No, Andy, I did not, because I thought, well, LIBOR will be the depth of it now, at least for a few months. How wrong I was, because just one week later, it has emerged that HSBC Bank has been found to have, among other things, laundered a huge amount of money for Mexican drug cartels. (laughs) Is this the bottom, Andy? Have we at least bottomed out now? Or are we going to find out next week that banks have been kidnapping children and harvesting them for fuel? Because if we did, I would be surprised, sure. But I guess not that surprised anymore. Because if it turned out that Barclays was operating secret orphan fuel factories, it would at least seem morally consistent. (laughs) And also, you know, if it knocked a quarter of a point off uh, my interest payments... Yeah, who am I to criticise them, John? I mean, it's a Let the market decide. Let the market decide. Let the decide. market decide, Andy. Unleash the market. <laughs> She's hungry. 
well, as you say, as the old saying goes, the darkest hour is right before the dawn. So could could this actually be the exciting new dawn of a new era of morally infused banking? Well, the fact is, it does appear that global mega finance actually really likes being in the darkest hour. It makes them feel mm. all horny. And they've also spent <laughs> a lot of money de- developing an industrial blindfold so they can just keep it going that extra bit longer. Also, it's worth noting, it wasn't just Mexican drug cartels that were funneling money through HSBC. Uh, HSBC were also apparently channeling money for rogue nations such as Iran and Syria. Apparently, from 2001 to 2007, MSNBC affiliates sent almost 25,000 transactions involving Iran, worth over $19 billion through HBUS and other US accounts, while concealing any link with Iran in 85% of those transactions. It also emerged that they may have been dealing with a Saudi bank known to have channeled money for Al-Qaeda. Now, you see, that is going to hit a bit of a nerve here in America, Andy, (laughs) where the relationship with Iran and terrorists has been at best strained and dates (laughs) such as 2001 are at best poignant. (laughs) But, I mean, the other side of looking at this, John, is that if we don't let drug cartels and rogue nations and international terror groups use mainstream banking facilities... Well, then we're just going to push them underground, John. This is all clearly part of a trap to lure them in with promises, of, you know, like banks do with new customers. Lure them in with promises of oh. like a free sports hold all or a £20 record token if they open a new student savings account. And bang! Next thing you know, you've got Mahmoud Ahmadinejad's address, phone number, mother's maiden name and the name of his first pet. And then you've got him <laughs> by the balls, John. You've got him <laughs> by his financial balls. Ahmadinejad's so- first pet was a little goldfish called Lucy. You can't say that, Andy. That has just completely ruined all his password encryption now. (laughs) He's a bad man, Andy, but he deserves some kind of internet secrecy. Uh, On Tuesday at a US Senate hearing, the HSBC's uh, head of compliance, David Bagley, resigned in the middle of the questioning. But let's not make that a noble act. Let's not mistake it for a noble act, Andy. Falling on your sword is only noble if you are someone who doesn't fully deserve to have a sword inside your stomach. <laughs> and announcing that he's leaving at a hearing into HSBC's wrongdoing, Andy, is like the captain of the Titanic saying he's going to take a sabbatical from sailing for a while after suddenly hearing a crunching sound outside the ship. <laughs> what was more, after suddenly realising that 90% of his ship is underwater. <laughs> that's, that's true. You're right, I got the timing all wrong there. A Senator Carl Le- Levin described... A- it's, it's after seeing a violinist float past. <laughs> That's right. It's when you're standing in the bar trying to order a drink next to a shot. You know. <laughs> you've left it too long. Senator Carl Levin described HSBC's lack of controls at its US and overseas units as a recipe for trouble. And this is not just any recipe, John. This is a recipe as reliable as my carbonara recipe for guaranteeing that you get exactly the dish you want, bang on the <laughs> banana, every time. I'm describing a lack of controls in this kind of thing as a recipe for trouble. Well, yes, it generally is. That's why we have controls on things. For example, we have controls on strangling people with cheese wire if they annoy you during a snooker match. Controls on the number of babies you're allowed to try to throw to a, through a basketball hoop, generally set at zero currently in most countries. And controls on whether or not you're allowed, you're allowed to dip your testicles in a cathedral font during midnight mass and shout, I've got magic sperms now. These are the kind of <laughs> controls that the human being needs, John, because we have an innate human impulse to be a dick. 
mean, <laughs> look at the ancient Greek gods. No controls, wandering around doing all kinds of extremely naughty and deeply perverted stuff. It's the same with big banks, John. Watch and learn the banking sector on your barely regulated Mount Olympus of amorality. Watch and learn, because you might be able to turn yourself into a shower of rain and hump someone, but it doesn't mean you have to do it. <laughs> the, uh, the chief executive of HSBC's US... Uh... Uh, department, Irene Dorner, who must absolutely love going into work at the moment. <laughs> she she apologised to the Senate committee, I quote, for the fact that HSBC did not live up to the expectations of our regulators, our customers, our employees and the general public. You see, you got that wrong, Irene. HSBC didn't just live up to everyone's expectations <laughs> nowadays, they vastly exceeded them. I now am just wired to expect Bank to be du- duplicitous crooks, but... To be in league with Mexican drug cartels. Oh, bravo, HSBC. I don't think anyone saw that coming. And the fact that that is so true is clearly part of the problem. And as always with deep regretting in the mega business world, I think what Irene Dorner probably meant was that she deeply regretted HSBC being found out and made public. And you can be pretty sure, John, in any controversy involving banking ethics, that the financial moral compass is pointing directly at the Cayman Islands. Yes. The the islands that put the hay into tax haven. (laughs) And in this case, John, it emerged that HSBC did not even have customer information on 41% of the accounts held with it in the Cayman Islands. That to me, John. That shows a certain lack of curiosity on behalf of HSBC, roughly equivalent to being a parent and having a baby and not bothering to find out whether it's a boy or a girl until it's 34 years old and you have to ask it whether it's very, very pregnant or has just put on a bit of weight in the last nine months. Having, having no customer information whatsoever for 41% of your customers, Andy, is not just a red flag. That is a red flag attached to an alarm bell attached to a dead canary. I just don't know how many more signs you need. The bank has said it's in the process of closing down 20,000 accounts in the Cayman Islands as a result of the investigation. And this is yet another case, John, of a bank trying to shoot the horse after the door has bolted, in the immortal words of the West Indian (laughs) cricket legend Viv Richards. Clearly a man with his finger on the global economic pulse. (laughs) That's such a great quote. Uh, Clearly, there are big questions also about regulation and oversight, as the report also implicated the US Treasury Department's Office of the Comptroller of the Currency, which is supposed to police things like money laundering, uh, and uh, they they were indicted for uh, for failing to step in earlier. Uh, Senator Tom Coburn said that the OCC had acted as, I quote, a lapdog, not a watchdog, by failing to catch HSBC in the act. But again... They're just—they're not seeing this the right way, Andy. The OCC haven't just been a lapdog; they've been a lap dancer, <laughs> grinding on top of bankers in the hopes that they'll stuff some money into their fiscal g-strings. <laughs> one interesting side note to these banking scandals at the moment, Andy, is that they all have one thing in common: the LIBOR scandal, based in Britain; the HSBC scandal, based in Britain. <laughs> this is. A high-end low point for Britain, Andy. We should be proud of the amounts that we should be ashamed at the moment. Because with the banking scandals, the BP oil disaster and the phone hacking scandal, you could make a very coherent case that British businessmen are the most cartoonishly evil people in the whole world. And you know that the US is going to respond in every way they can, Andy. And you can expect Hollywood 
to once more make British people the villains in all their movies. Put it this way, Alan Rickman is about to get a lot of job offers. You're so going to see him in, Oliver. Yeah, yeah, you're going to see both of us in a lot of movies <laughs> with us twirling our moustaches in a swivel chair with a hairless cat in our lap and a bazooka over our shoulder before Vin Diesel bursts in and kicks both of us in the face. All I'm saying is these scandals have real-world consequences, Andy. And there you have it. Why not escape all politics and listen to The Gargle, the Bugle's glossy magazine sister podcast, to our resolutely factual broadsheet. More top stories tomorrow. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss Lime Bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you, you, you must be so excited. Listen now.